Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Starbucks. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. Welcome with me is welcoming with me. That's a flub. Uh, with me is Jim Rosati. Jim, happy Monday. Happy Monday. Thanks for, for finally showing up, DiNardo, gracing us with your presence. Correct. Better late than never. You're, wor- you're welcome. Yeah. Um, you yes, were about to say a whole other word other than you, you're welcome. You're going to create another word. I'm going to create a lot of words this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But you know what? It's okay. Because nothing could make, especially you, make you upset, make you angry, make you mad. Nothing. Just It's a great day today. It's a wonderful day today. And do you know why that is, Jim? Why is that? It is Henry Davis Day. Yes, it is. Um, it's about time to. You um, need to be way more excited than that. Well, it's also you of all people. And, I need another meme this morning from you. It's seven fifteen in the morning. Um, I'm excited as I can be at this hour of the day. I'm not like yeah. Ethan over here. Ethan getting up early, going for a jog. I'm not a morning person. A jog, you know. So, um, <laughs> but uh, no, I'm here. I'm excited. Um, 2021 first overall pick, Henry Davis, gets the call. The Louisville alumni. It's a big the day. Louisville slugger. It's a big day. Um, Pittsburgh Clothing Company. No, but like, yeah, from just like a personal fandom standpoint, you know, if I can kind of vent here for a bit. Yes. No really like big Louisville star has gone to play their pro sports on a team that I am a big fan of. There's a, there's been a few, right? Like Nick Birdie was a pirate for a while, but like he was a supporting character. You know, the, the Steelers had Eli Rogers, William Gay, you know, those guys. But like, again, like no, no stars. Henry Davis is a star from Louisville. I'm excited. Yeah. Hell yeah. All I have to say is he better be a star. Because if he's not, Jim, putting this all on you. The Rosati curse lives on. Somehow through another of failing Henry Davis's career. I um I don't have too many doubts that Henry Davis is going to be able to hit the ball in the majors. Um, now it's just a matter of, is he going to do it mostly in right field? Is he mostly going to do it behind the plate? Is there going to be a little bit of both? Uh, we'll, we'll see. I think, uh, I think the plan as of right now is to get him on the field as much as possible, which – probably means right field is where he gets the bulk of his playing time. But then at the same time, you know, he wants to, uh, he wants to be a catcher. The the organization wants to develop him as a catcher. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine he gets at least two starts a week behind the plate. That would kind of be, that would kind of be my guess. Yeah. Let's talk about that. 
I think it's going to be interesting today alone. Like, what does he debut? Where does he debut at? Is he going to debut in the catcher spot? Is he going to debut in right field? I pray it's not DH because that probably means Kutch is getting his fourth day off in eight days. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's going to be DH. <laughs> right. Um, it'll be right fielder catcher. And yeah, I would like to see him debut a catcher. You know, he was drafted as a catcher. The whole hope down the road is that he can catch, right? That's that's what I would do, but just kind of kind of depend on where he fits in right now. Now you made the point last night on uh, the post game show too. Beto's making the start today, correct? Beto is starting today, yes. And so therefore, there's probably more familiarity with him and Beto than there is like with with Austin Hedges and Beto, right, or Jason Delay and Beto, because not that they were in the minors together like it's not they came through the system together or whatnot but again just through spring you know spring training this development like there's probably been some type of communication between them two way more than you know again like austin hedges had his career so that might be like a leg up right i understand austin hedges is like this great defensive catcher and all but Maybe he's worked more with Beto. He, he has more of an understanding. And like you said, he was drafted as catcher. It's a little sentimental, right? Like, hey, here you go, kid. Here, here's your debut. Put on the catcher's equipment. Um, so I personally feel it's going to be right field still. <laughs> but I could see the scenario, and it makes sense. Like, there's a real reason why it could be catcher, of course, as well in that, in that case. Um, so I'm going with right field for a debut. You're going for catcher for the debut. But let's just talk about like what Henry Davis brings and like potentially like, throughout this this year. Like, where do you feel Henry Davis is going to play the the bulk of the games at? Um, again, like I know he was drafted as a catcher. They're they're definitely keeping Jason Delay at this point in time, uh, as well as Austin Hedges. So they all have like a three man catcher rotation to some degree. So how many starts behind the plate are you truly feeling here? I, I think two a week is pretty would be pretty uh, acceptable and a good expectation to have. Um, that basically gives you, what, two two Davis starts a week behind the plate. You're probably looking at still like three Austin Hedges starts and one Jason DeLay start. Like that's, that's probably going to mostly be your breakdown for the time being. And I can live with that for now. Uh, there's another catcher who's not far behind and, Hopefully that changes some things, but yeah, I think that that's pretty, uh, I think that's a reasonable exp- expectation is for Henry Davis to catch about twice a week. Yeah. But then at I the same that- time, like he's not, this isn't a guy that you're bringing up here and you're giving him a day off every four or five days. Like Henry Davis, if you're calling him up and you're moving him around, you want him in the lineup as much as possible. You know, he's, he's got to play at least, five days a week at least well there you go at least yes uh as far as the days off go i mean who knows we love handing days off Mm -hmm. for for people yeah i'm with you like the two the two games a week behind the plate makes a whole lot of sense and they can divide the rest up however they want it could be two and two for delay and hedges as well it could be three and one like you mentioned but like the two makes a whole lot of sense because you want to get him in there like the point of getting him here is the offense is so anemic the catcher spot's a black hole. And I understand like there's an argument that Austin Hedges is 
is very good defensively and what he brings to the pitching staff and such. So, like, you get him in there here and there as well. But also you have Davis's bat that gets in there, helps him develop a little bit, right? He's going to catch a few times a week. Um, but, like, on the other end, too, I think what he really represents, too, is Connor Joe, as you talked last night a little bit about, too, overexposed. Like, when there is a righty up, that could be a good time to get Davis in the outfield. You know, when there was a lefty up, you have Connor Joe in the lineup, and maybe that's when he, you know, that's when when uh, Davis catches and such. You know, and then, they speaking of days off, they love to give Kutch a day off a lot for some reason. So if there's going to be a day where you spell Kutch, then put Henry Davis at DH that day, and that could be his pseudo day off also, right? Save those legs here and there. So um, I think that that's makes a lot of sense for him. I think two starts behind the plate about, right? And then having the other two or three in right field and one at DH here and there. Um, I think that's what you will see. I think that's very fine. And the thing about it, too, is from my point of view, from what, what I've seen and read, um, he's improved defensively behind the plate. It's, it's, it's not there yet. And that's okay because the bat plays. <laughs> you know, the bat certainly plays. We hope so, at least. But what I want to talk about is defensively in right field. I think last year, we we're coming away and saying, oh boy, he better he better be good at catcher or improve because that defense sounded like it was pretty bad in the right field. And I don't know, Jim. I've seen some highlights. I've seen some talks. He's got three or he got two assists on the year so far. He's made a diving catch. Um, and I know there's two assists, but we saw the arm and other action too. Yeah. And I I'm kind of wondering if that defense plays in right field. I mean, he's an athlete. I think if you take a catcher and you put him in right field, let him work on it for a little bit, especially someone who's like as elite as an athlete as he is. Now, he's not to the athletic ability to say Andy, but Henry Davis can can move around. Like he's got 19 stolen bases in the minors. He, he He's faster and more athletic than you would think, right? Um, yeah, I mean, so far out of right field from what we've seen, he's looked just fine. Uh, you mentioned the outfield assists. He got an outfield, he got an assist in Altoona, got an assist in AAA. He's made some nice catches out there. The arm definitely plays in right field. Like if you're, if you're thinking about like a stereotypical right field arm, Henry Davis has that. So basically what yeah. you've seen from Marte from left seems about what you're getting from Henry Davis in right. Yeah, I don't know if he has like a Starling Marte type arm, but it's a good it's a good arm. Like when he was drafted as a catcher, that was his like everybody was like, you know, he could use some work on framing and and receiving, but the arm's good, right? Yeah. Um so if the arm's good enough to catch and it like that's a that's a tool of his, it's going to play in right field too. Uh but yeah, I I think uh it, like I said, the defense is it, it, they're going to find a way to put him in the lineup um because right now more than anything, they need his bat. They need the bat bad. This offense needs a jolt. And I'm just praying that there's a, you know, a big opportunity sometime in this series where he can get like that first like big hit out of the way or like big moment out of the way. The offense, again, the offense could just really use some, some energy. They could use some energy. They could use somebody who just like is able to get something done uh, when when they need to. And that's that's where Henry Davis is going to be looking to make his mark. 
is on the offensive side. The power is there. He's he's instantly going to become the most powerful right-handed hitter on this team. So yeah, let's 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 see what we can do here. Like let, this is going to add some length to the lineup. And like I said, it adds that much needed power that they need because this team desperately needs someone who can hit the ball over the fence from time to time. For sure. More than that, let's talk a little bit about him. So you bring you bring up this point. Uh, it was funny because like you questioned this in, in our in our group text. You kind of questioned like, is this the fastest? Like in the past thirty years, can you think of a pirate who's come up faster than Henry Davis? And then it was like instantaneously that the tweet came out. What was it since nineteen seventy eight? This is like the fastest uh, first round pick has. Has come oh, this through. is the fast. This is the fastest a first overall pick has made the majors. Is in terms of, uh, in terms of uh, plate appearances, right? Since 1978. Now, keep that in mind. His plate appearances seem low because he's been hurt a lot. He missed yeah. a lot of time in his minor league career. He has played a grand total of 118 games. So that's that's spread out over two full seasons now. 118 games for Henry Davis. So, but yeah, the amount of at bats, least amount of at bats needed by a first overall pick to reach the majors since 1978. So there you go. So he has that to his name, and, and I know some people are using that as if, well, that's that's reason that the Pirates fast track him. I, I'm not going to so much. Like you said, a lot of it was because of injury, right? You're thinking about respect, respectfully, like a lot of it was because of injury. Um, but the dude just seems ready. And and why did he seem ready? Because this year in, in double A, Jim, the numbers speak 41 games in double A. He had 284, 433, <laughs> 547 with a 165 weight runs created plus. What was he doing in double A? No business, right? Let's get him up to triple A, move him forward. Now, of course, you just assume. All right, you're, you're going to jump a level. There's a first few games. You're probably going to have some struggles, right? 10 games, Jim. 286, 432, 514. Like almost identical numbers. The slugging down just a tad. 142, way to run square plus. 10 games, basically no drop off. Yeah, I mean, what you love about Henry Davis is, yeah, he can hit the ball, but the approach at the plate, is really what like excites you because he's one of those guys where, and it's very similar to like Andrew McCutcheon, right? Like Andrew McCutcheon's approach is so good that even when he's not hitting the ball, he's still going to give you some value because he's going to make the pitcher throw a lot of pitches. He's going to get on base via walk. He's not going to strike out very much. And that's what we're seeing out of Henry Davis, his approach and his command of the strike zone is very, very good. And it always was like when they drafted him out of Louisville, right? His his eye was a really big reason why he just shot up draft boards. Um, he's got a, he's got an elite eye. Uh, he, he's walking over seventeen percent of the time this season, and I mean that's a pretty ridiculous number. I don't know if that will, will keep up in the majors, but if that number is hovering around ten percent or so, then you're looking at a guy who's going to bring you a ton of value just simply by getting on base. Um, and then you add in the power as well. And yeah, you're looking at someone who he's going to be, he can hopefully be a pretty good offensive contributor on this team. Yeah. 
Absolutely. But yeah, he doesn't strike out a lot. He walks for someone who who goes as deep into counts as he does. It's kind of wild to see that that strikeout rate as low as it is with the walk rate as high as it is. So excellent approach, good hitter. Like I said that's that's one of the reasons why he was drafted so high. He he was a pretty close to major league ready bat at the time of the draft. Injuries derailed him a little bit, but he still still got here pretty quick. I mean, I think if you if we were talking on draft night, the expectation was probably getting called up summer of this year. 100% correct. That's and what so, we talked about. The one thing yeah. that he represented was it's a guy that college bat, he's close, right? This Pirates window is is coming. He can come up quickly, be part of that. Whereas like a high school bat, you're still waiting four or five years potentially. So I don't know if that window is really here yet or not. Um, the Pirates were in first place though, and maybe a little bit behind on when they should have brought him up. But regardless, he is here now. The Pirates are battling for the division <laughs> at this point in time, per se. Uh, so like he can certainly help. Um, and you're right, like everything in his bat, you know, there were certainly worries up until this year about his development how good he was going to be. And we all know defensively, right? But offensively, you know, there was, especially last year, a lot of struggles. And we understood, like, that's probably due to injuries, right? This year was going to be a big year for him to find out, like, who he really is. And, again, he's capitalized in a huge, huge way. Uh, I mean, his best season like, as a pro for sure, you know. Um, so let's talk about, you know, him as the majors. What are you kind of expecting? Because here's something, too. 11 home runs nine stolen bases this year. Just like you said, like this isn't like your catcher who can just hit. There's some athleticism to him. He's got nine stolen bases. What are your expectations like rest of the year for Henry Davis as a Pittsburgh Pirate? I I think you do have to expect some sort of like adjustment period, right? Um, Like, like you do with any, any rookie who's called up. Um, Can you expect him to put up, 165 weighted runs created pluses like he has in the minors. Probably not. I wouldn't, I would not expect that. Um, but I would expect at the very least, you know, as I said, once, once the adjustments are made and he, he's kind of figured it out, hopefully that, you know, isn't uh, as long of a process as it, it's been for some people, but no, I, I think a reasonable expectation is, is a, a decent amount of power. Like, I mean, we're, we're sitting here on June 19th. Um, you know, 10 homers for the rest of the year and, you know, an above average major league hitter, I think would be at this point, very reasonable. Rest of the year, starting from today, who has the higher way to run credit plus Henry Davis or Andrew McCutcheon putting you on the spot. Uh, Two of your favorite players. (laughs) I mean, if you're putting me on the spot, I'm going to take the the track record and the professional hitter and and Kutch. So okay. I'll go Kutch, but Davis certainly has the potential that he could he could outperform him. Do you look at Davis? Uh, I this is what I think too. I mean, we know obviously Brian Reynolds is Brian Reynolds. There's a reason he's on the extension. He's a good player. Andrew McCutcheon is having the season he's having right now. Shows he's a good player offensively. Offensively is for sure. Jack Sawinski. Is weird. He's still weird. He's always going to be weird. weird. But like when you look at the OPS and the total numbers, you know, like they're there, right? He's he's a good hitter. 
Is Henry Davis going to be a top three hitter the rest of the season for this team? He has the potential to be a top three hitter. Will he be? Sure. Why not? Let's do it. Yeah. I like he'll it. Be, he'll be he'll be top three. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I'm with you there. As far as the potential, like he absolutely does. He has the potential. Um, I'm real interested. I mean, I can't I can't say how excited I am to see. Finally, he's here. Like, finally, something that Ben Charrington has drafted has like come to fruition. We get to see in the in the lineup. Henry Davis presents that. It's not Nick Gonzalez. You know, it's, it's really not a whole lot else. This is finally it. Like, it's, we're starting to see this rebuild, the fruits of the labor of all this losing. Um, I'm excited to see what Henry Davis can actually do and bring. And it's nice to see, too, because the offseason, um, there were definitely people down on him, right? Like, the, yeah. the injuries that happened last year, he didn't, he didn't, like, look the greatest at Altoona. Now it turned out he was playing like the first week in Altoona with a broken hand. And then when he came back, he was still recovering from a broken hand. Right. So there was that again, like broken hands aren't something you just, you just get over. Right. So, but, but I think, I think way too many people just absolutely gave up on him. Um, And that was, that was a a bad decision. Uh, You know, there was that report coming out that he was the most overrated prospect in baseball. And then it's like, that you look at too. this year and it's like, what were these people talking about? Like, what were they talking about? <laughs> because from a, uh, from a hitting standpoint, from a power standpoint, there are not too many players in the minors who were doing what Henry Davis did. And I'm pretty sure there was actually nobody doing what Henry Davis was doing, especially at the higher level of the minors. I think yeah, I saw, there I saw was a that stat where it was like for, for players like 23 or younger, Mm-hmm. Henry Davis was the only person basically above rookie ball doing what he was doing. So, yeah, yeah, we're talking about an elite bat amongst his peers. Not not overrated, not an overrated prospect. Cool, cool, cool. All right, man. Well, anything else on Henry Davis specifically that you want to talk about? Um. No, I don't think so. I'm, I'm I'm waiting to make sure he's number 32. So once they make the announcement, number 32, uh, gonna have to pick up that Pittsburgh clothing company, Louisville Slugger shirt. So sure, at least might, I might pick up a few of those. Yeah, <laughs> I might just just make that my entire identity going forward. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and there's Jim Rosati in the Louisville Slugger shirt. <laughs> You hear that, Zach? We need all kinds of different colors. Yeah. Yeah, at least right. seven. Yeah, I'm gonna need different color. I'm gonna need a black, a yellow, white. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Maybe even like like make make a red one. Make like a Louisville themed one. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Louisville red, though, of course. Yeah. All right. Well, there's that. So I guess one last thing I want to ask. Your prediction for tonight, Henry Davis. His first at bat. What happens? Hit by pitch. Oh, <laughs> Wait, it's hit by pitch out four to six weeks. <laughs> that no, that would be fitting, though, right? Like, like that would be fitting. Like first major league at bat, just taking one on the elbow. Yep, that that would be. And again, for the Pirates, he would be out four to six weeks. <laughs> such such. No, a so mess. I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go one for three. 
with a double and a hit by pitch. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to say I like it, but I respect it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate but it. Yeah, hit, hit by pitch in the first at bat. Maybe first pitch. First pitch. Oh, God. HBP. Going to send him a message, huh? Welcome to the big leagues. <laughs> It'll just be like a, a slider that got away from Drew Smiley, 82 miles an hour. Right let's hope. Let's hope. All right. Well, speaking of Drew Smiley, I guess let's talk a little bit about this upcoming Cubs series. Uh, so let's start off this way. The Cubs are one and a half games back from the Pirates right now. Pirates currently in third place. Cubs also swept the Pirates last week <laughs> to help the Pirates get to third place. Uh, now that was in Chicago. This is now in Pittsburgh. Pirates now have Henry Davis in the lineup, hopefully for three games. What do we think is going to – like, what's – what do we make of this series upcoming? The Cubs are a tough team to figure out <clears throat> because – I think from like a pure talent standpoint, you look at the roster top to bottom and like, it doesn't look bad. You know, like if you compare them to the rest of the division, you could argue that the Cubs on paper look, look better or at least just as good as anyone in this division. They're also so far this season, like they're in fourth place, but they're the only NL central team with a positive run differential. Right. They're, they're winners of seven of their last 10. Again, the Pirates and the Brewers have really not been playing well, so the Cubs are still in this thing, uh, just four games back of first place. What's going to happen this series? What do I take of the Cubs? I think, um, I mean, the, the Pirates definitely need to win some games. <laughs> like, they they can't keep losing. If they keep losing, they are going to be out of this relatively quickly, uh, and they'll find themselves in the same position that the Cardinals are in within a week or two. Uh, yeah. So they really need uh, they they need the starting pitching. Like and I said, it all kind of comes back to that. Starting pitching has to go deeper into games. They've got to be more effective because the bullpen isn't isn't what it was in April. Exactly. And the only way you're going to kind of protect that bullpen is by limiting the amount of innings that they throw. Yeah, that's the thing. Like the, we talked a little bit last night about the bullpen. It's it's depleted. And the thing that was leading to a lot of success for the Pirates was back in April, starters were going six, even maybe seven innings here and there. And that was helping mitigate the exposure of the bullpen. Because like even back then, like we talked about, I mean, there's Bednar and there's Horderman, and then it's like, who knows? Now Moretta has found a spot. Like there's been some guys that have stepped up and you, you feel pretty confident, like, you know, they're adequate enough, right? But now there is no Horderman. Uh, some of those adequate pieces are also on the IL. So this bullpen, once again, is is going to be exposed if they're needed, right? Like you said, like you have to go six innings. You have to, if not more. So a lot of it's going to be on the starting rotation for sure. Um, Beto today, like, like what we're saying, I don't know if he's that guy, you know? We saw it even like last start where he had a, a solid start. I mean, you, he gave you basically the best that you could have hoped for, right? Yep. And it didn't go deep. Like, that was the problem. That's kind of like what his problem 
will be like that's what you expect you know so like that's that's a big game today you know like is he going to be able to go deep or is he going to give you like four like how uh, Luis Ortiz last night went right um if that happens that's probably some trouble now again I know the like it's not like the Cubs have like this great bullpen either um they have Drew Smiley which the Pirates got to Drew Smiley last last week right so like there's there's precedent there like that can happen but that's something the starters are definitely gonna have to do and I'm with you too man you know like I feel like people talk so much trash on that tweet I put out like just a, just a few weeks ago, by the way. But like the Cubs aren't this terrible team when you look at them on paper, and they were like they were certainly struggling, and I think they're starting to come together as you see. Um, not that they're a great team by any means. Like no one in the NL Central is a great team. The Reds have the no. potential to become a good team, but no one is like a really good team in the NL Central. And I think, like you said, the Cubs fit right in with everyone else. You know, I'm not scared of the Cubs, but I'm certainly not looking at the Cubs and laughing. You know, and Marcus Stroman has put up a really good year. Like everyone that everyone pretty, pretty much that they signed put a good year. And we talked that Henry Davis is in the lineup for these next three games. Well, Cody Bellinger is going to be in the lineup for them now, too. And he's having a good bounce back season as well for them. So, like, this is a pretty, you know, like you look overall, the, the pitching, the the hitters, they're not great, but the they're very adequate. It's it's they're they're okay everywhere. You know, there's some length in that lineup, especially now with Bellinger back. And you know how Ian Happ is going to dominate. I don't even want to talk about Ian Happ. Like, why not, first, Jim? <laughs> just, I've—he's basically the new Colton Wong, right? Like Colton Wong for the Cardinals. <laughs> he's he's the Cub, he's the Cubs version of Colton Wong. Um, but no, going back to your point. The Cubs staff is is I think better than people give give it credit for. I think if um, you know, especially if Jamison Tyone starts pitching the way that mm. like you think he can pitch, you yeah. Know, the, this this team doesn't look too bad. To this series, the Pirates are going to be facing Drew Smiley, who you know say what you will about Drew Smiley, he's not the greatest pitcher in the world, but he's been good enough to have like a this is what year eight nine for Drew Smiley in the majors and. He's been incredibly effective his entire career. Like he's not, he's not going to win you any ERA titles. He's not going to be competing for Cy Youngs. But Drew Smiley is someone where all thirty major league teams would welcome yeah. a Drew Smiley in their rotation. You know, I know there's been plenty of off seasons where, and again, of course, going back before you were even on here, that we mentioned of a Drew Smiley signing. Like especially that one year he was injured. Let's give him the two year, yeah. eight or nine million dollar deal, right? Have him recover the first year and then get him on the for the second year. Yeah, Drew yeah, Smiley's I mean, a, good, been, a good pitcher. Yeah, he's been he's been sub three six ERA three out of the last four years. Like mm-hmm. the guy, the guy is a very solid major league starter. Um, so he he's got the game one start. Uh, game two start is Marcus Stroman. We just talked about him. He's having a really good season. He's just a really good pitcher overall. Um, throughout his career, he's been, he's been good. He's been an all-star. He's going to get paid a lot of money this off season. Marcus Stroman's a good pitcher. And then uh, Wednesday it's Kyle Hendricks, who again, isn't the Kyle Hendricks of old, but still a very serviceable pitcher. He's not too far off winning an ERA title. He's, like I said, these, these are professional pitchers that the Cubs have on their roster. Um, and I think if you were to say which staff would you rather have right now, you know, you you would take the Cubs staff over the Pirate staff all day. 
they're just much more yeah. reliable. With that being said, yeah, the Pirates Beto on the mound. Um, you, know, you you mentioned like last start out, probably the the you know the results that you got from him, you take that ten out of ten times. You still want to see more length though. Like I would almost rather him go six innings and give up three than go four and give up one. Um, yeah, I, eh, maybe not. Just but but like the the fact remains like you, you need you need to get innings out of him. No, um, that's fair because if he only goes four, there's very very good likelihood that those next two innings five are given up. <laughs> so six and three isn't really too bad. I'm kind of with you on that. Oh, if he gives you six and three, like you are ecstatic. Yeah. Right. So I think right now you're you're taking any Beto start though that's not a blow up. Like if right. he's gonna give you a start that isn't a blow up, you take that from him. Uh, and I guess it's one of the acts of that too is you know like you said like how last start you know that's what you would take from him right from a Beto start that's what you'll mm-hmm. take and that's just what it is like even if it goes for like this is the same thing today right like I will take that because of Beto. Right. But that's just the problem that we're at. It's because it is Beto, right? For the team that's still not good to have. You, you need more from the team. But the problem is it is Beto in the line or the rotation. Um, and for a Beto start, that is what you'll take. That's just the nature of like where this team is at right now, unfortunately. Yeah. And uh yeah, so I mean Beto going game one, Oviedo game going game two, who uh again probably out of uh, and Beto did the same thing last last time out. Went four and a third. He's been going deeper into games. Beto, <laughs> Bucko Mike just yeah. made a comment and ruined my morning. It's over. But, I said nothing can ruin Henry Davis of, Day. <laughs> but to happened. kind of talk about that, like I think if if you can get your goal here is to get six innings out of Beto and whoever the first guy in the bat of the bullpen is. If you can get like six solid innings out of Beto and then somebody else, yeah, that's a win. That's a win. And then you hand it over to whoever your seventh and eighth inning guys are now. <laughs> I don't need, I mean, is Carmen Majinski your number three guy out of the bullpen? I mean, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I so, don't know. So um yeah, that, that's that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um if if they're gonna like have somebody kind of piggyback with them, like get through six. If Beto and then one other guy can get through six, that's a win. That's a win. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just really nervous right now because I'm trying to really, really think. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is it Perdomo? Like, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I think I might be feeling Vajinsky. Oh, Johan Ramirez. Uh, Johan, yeah. yeah, that's good. Well, we know Moretta, but Moretta is probably like yeah. your eighth man right now. Eighth inning guy. Yeah, Moretta is like the number two guy you can count on at this point. Yeah. So Ramirez makes a lot of sense. I, pro- I feel pretty comfortable with Ramirez. Ramirez and then bad I think the last time, a couple times out. Yeah, but you want to go through the alternatives? No, <laughs> I mean. about I, bad the last few times? That's where we're at. That's where we're <laughs> right. at. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. How about Johan in the seventh and me in the eighth? <laughs> that might be it. <laughs> That's the you play. Want... No one's expecting Jim Rosati <laughs> yeah, on the you, mound in the eighth. You're nah, gonna you don't hate want them me. all. I've got a torn bicep. It uh the last time I pitched, tore my bicep, never got it fixed. You don't want me pitching out there. 
be like be like a Nick Birdie situation where throw a ball and then just be writhing on the ground in pain. It'd be it'd be bad. The only time you and Nick Birdie on a mound are comparable. <laughs> yes, yes. Me, me and Nick Birdie, very similar. Very similar. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. Um, but anyways, yeah. So like you said, like I guess I will take that from a beta start, like you mentioned. That that's probably the, the success. Yeah. I want to see six innings. You need you kind of need the six innings, but again, you realize it's beto. So we'll see what happens. Um, what about tomorrow's game? Yeah, again, uh that's uh that's Oviedo versus Stroman. And, and like I said, what well, going back to the original point, like Oviedo is just gonna have to go deeper in the games. Um, if he can give you give you six pitch into the seventh, that's that's what you're looking for out of Oviedo. The stuff has looked really good all season long. He just it's consistency with him. It's like, can you do it day in and day out? Especially that first inning. Especially the first inning. Yeah. And he hasn't really shown that he like he hasn't really shown any sort of consistency. Like he he put together a pretty decent stretch in May. Uh, like towards the end of May. But now we're back to June and and like I said last time out, not not all that great. But we need to get him back to that stretch of he had one, two, three, four, five, six starts where he went at five out of those six starts, he went at least five innings. Need need to need that out of him. Yeah. At least. Need at least five out of him. And again, because it's Marcus Stroman and by no means am I like saying he is this, but like he he has a legit reason to be in the conversation for Cy Young. Like that's the type of season he's having. You know, it's a very yeah. strong season. Um, I mean, if you look so at Stroman's season and you put it up against like Mitch Keller's, like yeah, people are like Good we're point. really excited about Mitch Keller and the season that he's having. But you know, Stroman doesn't have the strikeout numbers that Keller has. But as far as from a, just a pure result standpoint. Yeah, uh, he's been pretty good. The Cubs have won six straight Marcus Stroman starts. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, but again, he's pitching 91.2 innings, 2.45 ERA. That's the game you kind of have to steal. Like That's how you look at it. Like, that's the game mm-hmm. you got to steal. The one, the yeah. first game, you've already gotten to Drew Smiley last week. It's speedo, I understand. That, that's a game you can win. I'm not saying you can't win the second one. But and we'll get the Hendricks one too. But like this, that's a game where if you can steal that, that's huge. Yep. And then uh, I guess yeah to Kyle Hendricks. Even though Tyler can take him deep, and we understand that, and Tyler unfortunately is not signed to a one-day contract for that game. Hendricks is back. Five starts, twenty-eight point one innings, three point one eight ERA. Like as you mentioned, like he's he's kind of doing Kyle Hendricks stuff. He's not the same guy. He was never a, a, a hard thrower, right? He's just he hits his spot. He's a good pitcher. He's just a good pitcher. Yeah, he, he's had some you know off seasons, but so far this year, it's it's kind of the middle. It's 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 a solid. It's it's an okay Kyle Hendricks. And so again, like to me, like that's a winnable game as well. But yeah, I mean, he's definitely not the Kyle that. Hendricks of old, but he is a good pitcher. So uh, again, like you're. They're going to, to need the starting pitching to step up this series if they want to win. Because I don't foresee like huge out offensive outbursts in really any of these games. But these are games that you can win five to four, six to five, six to four. Like these are those types of games. 
but they're gonna have to they're gonna have to score and execute like with runners in scoring position that they haven't which they haven't been able to do lately. And they're they just they have to get innings, quality innings out of their starting pitching. Yep. That's it. And I'm with you. Like you can't you just can't bank on this offense. Now will that change? Can it change? Potentially. Can Henry Davis add to that? Potentially. But you're right. Like this, this offense is giving you like two or three runs a game. That's basically it. <laughs> so if Henry yeah. Davis could add and make it three to four, then maybe you win some four to three here, right? That's what you kind of need. So, uh, yeah, but I don't know, man. Like again, it, it's winnable, but like that's what this division is right now. It's a lot of mediocrity. They're pretty much all stacked up like equally. Everyone has their problems, mm-hmm. but of course, the Reds are the ones that probably have. I don't want to say sky high ceiling, but they certainly have the ceiling to be a good team to run away with this division. Um, and now certainly the time, like if you really are serious about this division, if you're really serious about this year, you kind of got to get serious. Cause like you said, there's four teams and within a week, we saw it already right now, like within a week's time, this division could just be completely shaken up. Yeah. I mean, it's been a week since the last time, you know, we, we did this show and right. the division looks a lot different today than it did last Monday. Right. So, you know, like I talked a little bit about the Reds and Cubs are coming and they're here. This is it. The Reds yep. already have passed the Pirates in the standings. This series could shake this up even more, you know, especially for the Pirates. Um, and right, like this isn't a bad team. And again, like a lot of people are like trolling the Cubs and such. And we're kind of seeing like it probably was a bad start. Things are coming together now for them too. And they're right there in the mix again. And we know they'll spend money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Cubs more than anybody at the deadline. And they've also got, like, if they want to just really fast forward their rebuild process, the Cubs have the prospect capital to trade to at the deadline. So they could yeah, they could get better if they need to. The Reds, too. I mean, really everybody in this team has the capability to get better at the deadline, depending on how much they want to get better. Yep. Yep, especially those two, like you mentioned, the Cubs and Reds. Um, but anyway, so I guess that pretty much wraps it up. Anything else? Anything of note? I don't think so. No, I think we're good. Henry Davis Day. Let's get a win on Henry Davis Day. Let's do it. And post game tonight, us too. <laughs> yep. Yep. So let's definitely get a win tonight. Yeah, I've had happy. to do four straight. Four straight L's on the post game yeah. show for me. So, yeah, let's. I let's wish I could say around. I feel bad for you, Jim, but I don't. I appreciate it. Anytime. So, that's it. Let's get out of here. Appreciate everyone for watching. We'll be back later to talk about Henry Davis's debut and how he went one for three with a hit by pitch. So, we'll see Absolutely. you guys later. Bye bye. See you guys. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.